Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting Pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. My name is Jason Grant Henriquez, and joining me today is our co-producer, Bahati Banks. Hello, Jason. Hi, Bahati. How are you doing? Fantastic, actually. How it's, are you? I'm wonderful. It's summer, dude. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Even though it's a very moist and It's very moist and, and hot and summer, muggy summer. Because we have uh, what, a dry season in the, in the colder In the wintertime, yeah. And we have yeah. uh, a wet, wet. season. And it's funny because everybody comes down here for uh, vacation, yes. not realizing that it's going to be very kinda, rainy, it's gonna be very soggy, but, <laughs> but enjoy, hot, but uh, hot and muggy. <laughs> but enjoy your vacation. <laughs> so obviously, summer has officially arrived, and with all this heat, uh, many families can't wait to take that inaugural plunge into the nearest pool, Ooh. lake, beach to cool off. So, with that said, many of our listeners have may have recently heard of the terms dry, delayed, or secondary drowning related to a port of a toddler in Texas dying because of this condition last year. Mm. To help us understand what dry drowning is or isn't and how to prevent your child from um, from experiencing it, we've invited Dr. Carolina Miranda Torres to today's show. and uh, She's a Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital pediatric pulmonologist. So really looking forward to I'm looking forward to that. It's yeah. funny because as a parent, I've never heard the term dry drowning, secondary drowning, someone, am I, am I missing something? Am you, I? No, you are not missing anything because, well, she'll, she'll explain, but it, it, it got a lot of media and social media attention um, last year and possibly a few years prior to that because, as I mm -hmm. mentioned, there was a four-year-old boy in Texas who unfortunately, um, quote-unquote, dry drowned, mm -hmm. and he essentially, um, unfortunately, got... Uh, some water into his lungs. Okay. And what happened was the parents took him home. Mm -hmm. He was fine. Um, he went to sleep. And then the following day, they noticed that something was wow. off. And so they took him to the hospital. And, and it unfortunately, unfortunately, it was too late. So she'll get into... Well, It's I'm, a very rare condition, it, though. Very, very rare. Very it's rare. It's rare enough that I literally haven't heard of it. I haven't even seen it on social media or anything like that. that yeah. So I'm either under a rock or... <laughs> Uh, maybe my social media is a little different. Than, or <laughs> maybe your filters speech. need to be changed. I need to fix my filters. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Before we move on, here's a word from our sponsor. Stephanie Miller, and I'm the music therapist here at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, and you're listening to the Healthy Parenting Podcast pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Patient Hospital. Patient and family-centered care. At Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, it's the difference you notice. It's what you feel. It's how we care. And it's why we've been recognized as the world's first designated person-centered children's hospital by Plaintree. When it matters most, trust Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Learn more at jdch.com care. Welcome back. Before we get to today's, today's special guest, let's share what's making news in the parenting world. Bahati. Yes. So two topics I want to talk about today um, as we are um, entering into the summer season. Teens and summer jobs is the Ooh. first topic. And the next is water safety tips uh, that it's very relevant to today's guest. So first up, teens and summer jobs. So. Uh. Jason, uh, you have a tween and a teen. I have a 13-year-old and a budding, budding 12-year-old. So, and they've asked that, okay. you know, if we have our first job, where would you like it to be? 
Oh, they asked you. Where they, would they, you they, want yeah, them to? Yeah, they asked oh. me actually. Um, hmm. They were just curious. Yeah, see. yeah. And um, I said, um, "Where do you feel most comfortable? Publix, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, um, movie theater." Because right? I'm thinking about it, like, where would you? Because I know when I was a teen, uh-huh. there was a lot of different options. My first yes. job was working for the Big Apple Games. I was working with. Um, um, uh, it was that long ago. No, <laughs> I'm trying to find the right, cor- the correct terminology. Um, I wouldn't say handicapped, but but you know the, that disabled. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, peers. Okay. And we would work with a teacher um, who would help us. We'd plan games together. And yes. The Big Apple Games was was so much fun. Cool. So, and that's how I got into. How old were you? Paycheck. I was thirteen. Whoa! Yeah. Are you serious? Because you get you can get your work permit. Oh, that was so young. Yeah. I had my first job when I was seventeen. I was literally just graduated from high school. My parents didn't let me work. Oh. They wanted me to just. They were very protective, so they right. didn't. They just wanted me to focus on my education, yeah, of course, blah, of course. blah, blah. But I couldn't wait to start working because I wanted my own money. Of course, of <laughs> Obviously. course. Obviously, you know, it wasn't. I just wanted the experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't think about it because I didn't really necessarily need the money for mm-hmm. anything. I just mm-hmm. said, oh, let me get out there. Yeah. At the time, you know, cable wasn't all that going on. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I need something to do. I yes, hang yes. Out with some people. <laughs> so according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, teen summer employment has actually dropped significantly. If you can believe this, this is a really interesting statistic. In 1978, 72% of teens held uh, summer employment. By 2017, it's dropped to 42%. That's a 30% drop. It is. Wow. <laughs> and so people are like, what? what? What's wow. going on? I know, right? We, we couldn't wait to work when we were I, teens. I know. But apparently more teens and parents really are having their kids focus more on academics and education. So more summer school, mm-hmm. um, college classes. People, uh, Kids are actually taking college courses during the summer. Yes. They're unpaid internships or volunteering. Mm. A lot more youth are really interested in like community service giving back to their community um <clears throat> and and there are fewer low-skilled jobs mm-hmm. i can't we we all know how many retailers have been closing down yeah, of course like of course every month oh yeah all the time um and that's like the go-to spot for for teens to have jobs uh, at the retail absolutely. spot so and then of course more older or more experienced workers um, are having those high those higher minimum wage jobs? Well, yes, the older <coughs> the older workforce actually mm-hmm. is, is there now. You mm-hmm. know, and they're they, they're competing yeah, with them exactly and directly. Let's just say you know the older workforce. You know, they're just happy to be there, and <laughs> the, the younger whippersnappers are going to be like, well, why? Right? <laughs> why you are you still why, here? Why, you know, so <laughs> or or you know, so yeah, yeah. But is, is it really just that? I mean, I'm thinking maybe. I always blame social media. <laughs> right, right. They're on I'm their sorry. phones. They're just I, on their phones. You know, you're on their phone. You know, you, you, you know, video games are the thing. Sure, things sure. Online. Yep, you know. Yep. I don't know if the, if if these younger generations mm-hmm. actually can appreciate um, the value the of value work. of working. <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> and I'm just thinking, I, as much as it is positive, what you just listed, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> But <laughs> I see it differently. Okay. I see I don't want to work. Why do I have to work? Mm. I'm living at home. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay anything. If I work, my, my parents might ask me for utilities, <laughs> for rent. Right, right. Are, are you, why? So I don't, th- I don't think that, that the generation actually have the, the desire to join the workforce. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're willing and happy to, to, to you know, enjoy it until they're either um, 
kicked out, uh-huh. they launch, or you know the rules get too much. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to go. I want to leave now. Now, but your boys came to you because my boys are a rare breed. <laughs> <laughs> my children okay, are a okay. rare breed. Um, yes, they are actually very interested in joining the workforce. Okay. They they want to. Um, I, I wouldn't say they necessarily want their own money because. I spoil them rotten. They don't want for anything. But from what I think is is that they are interested in just the experience because they, you know, they're at that age where, you know, working is easy. School sure. is different. So, sure. okay. so they want to they want to test the waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did come to me. And um, the, the oldest, Theo, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in being a bag boy at, at Publix. Oh, and, I, and I said, oh, okay. okay. You can across the street right there. Right? <laughs> you can walk. and Perfect. You know, so, yeah, they're actually very interested in it. I'm a, I'm kind of proud. Mm-hmm. Kind of proud. You of should be. You know, but then that means I'm getting older, <laughs> as 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 they approach <laughs> right. me with these things. Right, right. But uh, but yeah, but they've had conversations with, with their friends, and their friends they don't want to. They want to stay home. They play video games. They want to play online. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. one of them tried to discourage my younger one by saying, "Listen, but if you if you have a part time job, uh-huh. you're gonna miss out on all the raids. The raids. Raids. It's a term that they use for like those online video games where they all collectively get together and they try, they try and get like a some special metal or something. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting old. Okay. okay. All I know is that <laughs> while I'm in my in the living room, uh-huh. I'm <laughs> I'm hearing it. They're just having okay. a good time. So okay. Like, All so, right. But yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that you know, yeah, they're taking classes, but they're also on their phones in the beds, <laughs> right? Waiting right, for dinner. Right. 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 <laughs> That's so funny. So later in the day, in today's show, um, like we mentioned before, Dr. Catalina Miranda Torres will be talking about this um, term that SURF is called dry drowning. But what it's um, directly connected to is really water safety. Of course. You know, being safe around water. So the other topic we want to touch on real quick is water safety tips for parents with young children. Very important. So parents of young kids need to be especially vigilant um, to keep their kids safe while having fun. And we just wanted to share some a few water safety tips um, for parents. So the first is an adult should always be within an arm's reach of a child near, near or in the water. It goes without saying. Mm-hmm, because young kids can actually drown in less than two inches of water. It's really hard what? to believe, but it's true. It's true. Less than two inches of water for a young young child. Wow. Yeah. That's a puddle. Right. That that's a puddle. Okay. And of course, swimming lessons for the whole family, but certainly kids over the age of four. Um, there was some controversy years ago. There they were. You know, should should my kid, if they're under four, like if they're um, an infant, a lot of times you've seen these videos on (laughs) YouTube, these little babies like literally swimming or they're trying to Mm -hmm. float. So, but definitely kids over the age of four. Right. And really the whole family should learn how to swim. Yes. Do you know how to swim? I knew it was coming. (laughs) Uh, I do not know how to swim. Okay. Uh, I'm formerly a New Yorker, so I never... Uh, had a reason to learn. There's so many beaches. And there are, but I only ever went to Coney Island for for the ride. For the boardwalk. Okay. You see, I, I don't. I want to say I have an aversion to water, uh-huh. but I just you know, let's go to the pool. Mm, yeah. It's not for everyone. No, yeah, let's go it's to the beach. <laughs> I'll sit in the stand. It's you know, water plays at my thing, so I never felt inclined to. You know, the closest I came to. Um, to swimming lessons uh-huh. when my kids are way younger, and it was uh-huh. those parents and me swimming yes, classes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I learned, I learned to tread water a little bit. That's all you need and, to do. That's all you need yeah, to do. Yeah, but I get tired real fast. <laughs> you <laughs> got to work on your conditioning. I'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm treading, and I'm just like, 
you got to either rescue me or just let it happen. So I know I do not, but my kids do know how to swim. And it's Good. funny because I have a story to tell you about that. Please share. Please, please. Well, we're going to get to the inflatable toys. Okay. Okay. So invest in Coast Guard approved life jackets. Um, even if your child knows how to swim, sometimes parents may think, oh, my kids have been to swim lessons. Mm-hmm. But it's it's never a good idea to not let your kid um, in water right. if if uh, without this life jacket. So right. that's really really important. Or supervision because some kids, you know, they, you know, my my kids are guilty of this. I mm-hmm. know how to swim. I'm fantastic, mm-hmm. and I'll see you struggling sometimes. I'm like, mm, that's not fantastic. That's, mm-hmm. co- that's that's competent, but you know, but they are really good at amping themselves up. Mm-hmm. That you you will feel confident for them, and then right. you know something will happen. Yes, so. exactly. Um, so no inflatable toys, mattresses, or floaties in place of a life jacket. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've all seen the little kids with their little arm floaties or the noodles or all or those even those like those, those inflatable beds. And yes, that, that, that dovetails into the story oh, that I have please. over the weekend. Um, uh, I had family down. Uh, they came for my birthday celebration. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, happy belated 21 birthday! Twenty one never looked so good. <laughs> you look so. great. You look great. <laughs> but uh, for to to wind down, uh-huh. we went to the pool in my mom's um, area uh-huh. and. It's it's a community pool for the for all the houses that are there, mm-hmm. and my sons are in there. They're swimming around, and this this parent um, had her. He had to be two, mm. three max, in one of those um, inflatable beds. Yep. And not only did it start to float away from her, but it began to slowly deflate. That's it. And so exactly. And so she sat there and looked at my son and asked my son, "Hey, um, do you know how to swim? Can you can you go get him?" Oh. I, now I was there and I saw this. It's one of those moments where. You know you should say something, but you're so awestruck by the entire situation, you're just, you're silent. My son graciously swims over, grabs it and, you know, piggybacks it, whatever, and brings it back over to her. And me, my mom, my sister, we kind of just sat there and I, I speechless. Mm. I said thank mm. you to Joey, that was very nice of you, and yes. that was pretty much it. But but yeah, that that just happened. Wow. And I'm like, That's why? Not just why, but... Mm-hmm. Get in there, right? It's your child. Get, get, get in there, <laughs> right? You don't right. know this, this, this child, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. But yeah, so that's that's so when you said, um, you know, deflating and possibly lose air. Yes, that's exactly what was happening. Yes, and it's, it, it's not as you know as safe as people, as, would, as think. people would think. Yeah, especially you know pin pricks and listen, you're bouncing it around. No. Life jackets. They're very stylish lately, by the way, too. They are very stylish. Uh, We'll end on that note because I think those are some really great tips. Um, So this has been a really good coffee tip. Oh, thank you so much, Bahari. Before we get to today's guest, here's a word from our sponsor. The Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital team has every medical specialty a parent could want and the expertise every child needs. So when it matters most, trust the experts in pediatrics at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Welcome back. And thank you once again for joining us on the Healthy Parenting Podcast. I'd like to welcome today's guest, Dr. Carolina Miranda Torres. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks nice for to coming. meet you both. It's thank you. Nice to meet you as well. The thank pleasure you. Pleasure is all ours. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice to be here and have this different experience. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so before we get started with our interview, just tell our audience a little about your background and your role as a pediatric pulmonologist. Well, I'm a pediatric pulmonologist here at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, and um, well, I take care of respiratory diseases. Um, we take care of children with who are born premature, have oh. bronchopulmonary dysplasia, children with cystic fibrosis, neuromuscular disease, of course, 
asthma, which right. is what most people uh, know, and son. pneumonia, <laughs> right? Which is, it's probably 50% of it all. Okay. And then we see other rare stuff as well mm. here. Mm. Yes. Okay, awesome. How long have you been with Jody? Jo uh, so I'm pretty new. Okay. I joined in August. Oh my August gosh. last oh. year, so Almost coming up, year, it's going to be a year. Anniversary. Oh, awesome. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yes, I've Are loved you enjoying it. it. I do. I do Aww. like it a lot. I'm surprised every day of everything really? that they do here in Joe DiMaggio. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, mm -hmm. the hospital is, is impressive, really. That's always good to hear. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Especially yes. from your perspective. <laughs> so mm -hmm. let's get into today's discussion. So there's been a lot a lot of contradictory information in the news lately about the term or terms being used to describe a rare condition um, that many are calling dry or secondary or delayed drowning. Could you explain the difference between those terms? What do they mean? Yes, but first I want to be real honest because yes. I'm going to okay. tell you this is not a term. This is not a medical term. Really? No. I'm pretty yeah. sure most physicians, this all started with social media, so probably say like three years ago when most people have social media. I mean, it's been going on for a while. Yeah. But of course, of course. People, like that's when I started hearing it. And I feel mo many of my colleagues as well. And I'm like, what is this? Right. I just, you know, I went through medical school, <laughs> residency, never heard of pulmonologist. I've never written that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. We've never charged for that right, diagnosis. Right. Nothing, what, nothing on WebMD. What no. is it? <laughs> yeah. So it was very confusing. Yes. And it is very kind of hard to describe because I think people just give it different meanings right. to it. That's why it's so confusing. Like what? Yes. I've, I've actually about. never heard the terms before. No. Believe it or not, I have children. I'm quite interested i was going <laughs> to yeah. say ashamed but i was interested that i've never i've never heard the term yeah i or think in like in at least in my facebook mm -hmm. uh, a lot of <laughs> people <laughs> yeah a lot of moms are sharing you know these stories that are heartbreaking and so yes. impressive you have this kid who goes to the pool and six hours later they're dead that's how the stories go wow. so of mm -hmm. course people are sharing this and it's causing this right like <laughs> this phenomenon yeah yes yes but i'm here willing to explain it and mm -hmm. kind of to count use the actual the, the, the real so terminology right <laughs> yeah and to calm everyone down because it's not a real thing and what they mean is a very rare thing too okay. so okay. we yes. shouldn't be you know as concerned as we are for that okay. okay okay so when they mean dry drowning well first of all drowning is any respiratory problem you have when you're submerged underwater okay so that's drowning when you say drowning you don't necessarily mean that the patient died okay right so there's fatal drowning and then the patient did pass away right. but there's non-fatal drowning with injury or non-fatal drowning without injury so mm. drowning doesn't mean that the patient passed away so okay. that would be like the correct terms because some people say, say almost drowned when in reality you kind of did but you just didn't pass away you survived exactly but it, that one is actually more correct because really? it's drowning doesn't mean that you died right uh -huh. mm. yes okay. drowning is having that that trouble right when you're submerged underwater okay. yes so people do call it dry drowning because when people who passed away from fatal drowning you actually your lungs don't fill completely of water it's not that the water went in mm -hmm. and it completely collapsed your lungs no when water touches your vocal cord they close 
and that's what's called laryngospasm. Mm. And you die or you pass away because you did not get oxygen to your brain. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. your airway got obstructed. Oxygen did not go to the brain. It is not that the that the water went into the lungs. So when you like an autopsy, you you evaluate the patient who passed away, actually most of the lungs are dry. Really? Yes. And that's where the term, the term comes, comes from. from. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the other one was secondary, secondary or delayed, delayed drowning. drowning. Mm -hmm. They actually meant it for people who aspirate or inhale small amount of water or any substance. So, oh. But that shouldn't happen. If a child is a healthy child, cognitively well without any neurological problems as soon as you know water gets into your mouth you actually swallow it you it doesn't go to the lungs right because right. you're able to protect your airway so it shouldn't happen mm. okay mm. but say if it's happened which are those rare cases the water goes to you inhale the water that causes airway inflammation okay it disrupts ah. like the lining of the lungs mm. and it causes that airway um, inflammation mm -hmm. but here's the thing mm -hmm. even if that happens mm -hmm. the patient is not gonna be okay and pass away and die in four hours right, immediately. Mm -hmm. a patient is gonna have symptoms right okay okay the patient is gonna cough the patient's gonna be short of breath it's gonna be more fatigue have abnormal behaviors you will see signs as a mother that will tell you mm -hmm. that something is going on right yes right. it's not that he's okay and then he collapsed mm. that's mm. not gonna happen so so we're trying to say that there's no such thing as like sudden drowning syndrome or something like that right no yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, no, no, honey. No. <laughs> so yeah. if a parent suspects that their child, let's say they, they take their child or children to the beach, the lake, the pool, and they go under and they don't, the, the, their child might not tell them they, go, they went under. They, the parent might not, might not even know that they went under. But again, you said the symptoms are very specific. Could you go over those symptoms again? Like, what should parents be a, be aware of in case something like that happened? Yeah. Well, now that you mentioned that, that you're not going to know. And actually, when people think of fatal drowning, mm -hmm. they think like the movies, you know. Yes, struggling, yes. yes. screaming. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, when it happens and, and children have passed away, it's so quick it's and silent. And, and quiet. Yes, that's yes. why you don't even know. You, yes. You don't, you're not paying attention for a second. Right. And the next thing. That's not how it usually happens. Mm -hmm. um, but, yes, going back to your question, mm -hmm. so the patient would have more congestion, more cough, breathing faster, working hard to mm. breathe. They would have abnormal behavior. Like being would, really tired. Or it could be very oh, fatigued and lethargic. Yeah. Okay, okay. Or just abnormal, not mm. them. Mm. And I know that's a tricky thing to yeah. say if it's a two-year-old. Yeah. How do you know? How do you know? They're changing <laughs> well, every hour. Right, a a lightheaded right, light two-year-old is something to see. So, <laughs> But I, I think as a parent, you would be able to identify their is something going on mm -hmm. yes. okay mm -hmm. and definitely if you had an event where you had to like rescue the kid yes. well there was something that might had happened right yes. right right uh -huh. would okay. you would you recommend in, in such an event that just for precautions if there is such an event to take the child maybe to the ER to the doctor just to make sure 
Yeah, definitely. If you have any question as a parent, mm -hmm. you know, you should ask your pediatrician. Of course, if you see signs, like I mentioned, of increased work of breathing, right. struggling to breathe, the coughing, you should just go right ahead to the emergency room because going to the pediatrician would only delay everything. I don't think there's much a pediatrician can do in their office. They're limited Absolutely. by their resources, plus the cost of going to one doctor and then to the ER, right? Not that that was no, of that course. important, of but course. you should definitely then go to the emergency room. In that case, um, and a parent is noticing that there are that your child is acting a little off, that maybe there's something going on there, or story-wise, is there anything that they can do at home, or should they immediately be taking them to the ER, immediately taking them to the doctor? Yes, yeah, yes. immediately, immediately? taking them to the, to the hospital for evaluation. I don't think there's nothing they, no, of they course. can do. I think they should get a chest x-ray, have a professional hear them Just with an sure. otoscope. Yeah, make sure everything is good. Okay. If it's a child who has a history of asthma, you know, mm -hmm. many children with asthma, mm -hmm. with the weather changes or going out with the exertion of playing, mm -hmm. they could get triggered of asthma, like an asthma exacerbation. Of course. And those parents know, and they usually respond to albuterol, but that's a different yeah. situation. Right. Oh, I, albuterol is like staple in my home. <laughs> sometimes, it does work. Yeah. Sometimes parents may feel, they I'm sure they're like, I don't want to overreact. Like I can imagine. That's that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. You know, some people don't want to overreact exactly. or they have, or they have a, you know, a cost concern. That's right. why I have to ask that question. Just, you know, so our listeners know, take them to the hospital. Yeah. If and especially if there was an event yes. of drowning, that there was a problem, you know, when they were submerged underwater for a long time. If you had something like that happen and then you think they're acting different or breathing different, mm -hmm. then even more so. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And even if didn't, if you have any concern, you should just call your pediatrician, mm -hmm. okay, or just okay. go to the ER. It's better to fault in that way, right? Indeed. Than not. Oh, yes. yes, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. So if they do experience these kinds of symptoms and the parent takes their child to the ER. Is there a treatment? What kinds of treatment? Well, treatment typically is oxygen. Mm -hmm. You know, if the situation is very severe, mm -hmm. a child might end up intubated and mm. needing a mechanical ventilator, that, mm. that could happen. Mm. Uh, but most likely, you know, oxygen, they would get an x-ray, we'll know what we are. <laughs> maybe it wasn't the event and maybe they were just having an infection okay. by a viral uh, bacteria and they okay. might need antibiotic. Mm -hmm. or just close cardiorespiratory monitoring that they can do there. Because I was reading one article, um, a child unfortunately inhaled some pool water. Mm. And of course we've had a mm. podcast mm. about pool water yes, and of course have. there are chemicals in the pool so it, it mentioned how the lungs became infected because yeah there so were they, they describe it as pneumonitis so oh. like inflammation of the lungs okay. yes okay. and most of the time you do get treatment with antibiotic to mm. prevent it as well mm -hmm. or just because there's a possibility that there could be an infection so you most likely if you're that severe get IV antibiotic as well mm. wow yes. oh. what can parents do to prevent um, well, I think that's the key of it all is just is prevention, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So as we probably all heard, right? So you want to be watching yes. your course. child. Yes. Be mindful. You always want to be have someone assigned to watching your child because when you go speak with like you're an activity and you're speaking, you're you're not watching them for a couple of minutes mm -hmm. there. So you want to always have someone assigned to watching them. If you can be an arm's length of them, yes. okay, because before you know it, you mm -hmm. know, they may mm -hmm. be 
down there so you can just grab them that would be helpful if you have pools at your house so fencing mm -hmm. all around the the pool not only one area so but all around and then a fence that they cannot climb or strong enough that <laughs> yeah. they cannot <laughs> yeah, yeah that would be good um also um swimming classes yes so children four years and older should know how to swim i've been surprised like i've heard recently of my patients here in broward that all children are getting swimming classes in school oh. two really? weeks two weeks of swimming classes That's i mean that makes excellent. sense we yeah we live in south it should florida be mandatory. that is be. great I mean, it should mm -hmm. be mm -hmm. as a parent and i think it's helpful in life if you can get a cpr course and know how to do cpr Absolutely. That is also something that is good. Um, how you call it? The floaties? Life they, jacket. Life, yeah. yeah, so floaties are typically mm -hmm. not like because they can easily, you know, fell or, or be removed. Mm -hmm. Or deflate. Or they right. give mm -hmm. you a false sense of security, mm -hmm. and then you might lose that supervision part that was mm -hmm. over there. Mm -hmm. um, so life jacket would be best if yes. you're yeah. going to do that. Yep, yep. Yeah. So what's the biggest takeaway you want parents to know? So... Prevention, like we mentioned. Yes. Knowing that these terms that we describe are not a thing, and if it happens, it's very rare. Mm -hmm. So you just should just enjoy your summer yes, right. <laughs> and have fun in the pool, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much, Thank Dr. You Miranda. So much. I really appreciate this. You're welcome. It's very nice to be here today. Thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Share with others and visit Joe DiMaggio's Facebook page.